Um, it's just sort of that transparency and, and trust. So it's about having that communication up front and letting them know this is how we do business here at XYC company. Um, and that's really what's going to move the needle and make people convert. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. I hope you're having a great day. Today's episode is value-packed, and it's really focused on the number one thing that you should be working on in your business, which is your website. That website conversion rate can fix the ads, it can fix email, it can fix everything else. And I'm really jumping into questions with Christian about how to help grow your business by just improving one number, which is the website conversion rate. We're jumping into that and so much more to improve your overall store success. You guys are going to enjoy this one. Hey y'all, this is an episode where I'm gonna I'm gonna basically ask Christian some questions too. I got I'll have some input, but this is kind of his forte, so I wanna take it over here. And this is one where uh, we talked about it on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure we've done a podcast on it way in the past, but this is for those twenty twenty three updates of what's actually generating sales, what's causing a conversion uh, in your website right now. And to be fair, this is mostly for Shopify, but I think it can apply for a lot of other brands as well if you're using something else. So I'll go ahead and throw it over to Christian. What's what are what's the first thing you should be looking at to get a higher converting site in 2023 right now? I mean, I think it's a combo between speed and making sure that your website is mobile optimized. Um, with speed, obviously, there's just a few things that you can do, and that is make sure that your theme is up to date. Make sure that you have the latest and greatest theme version. Um, making sure that you're, you don't have a bunch of different apps trying to do a lot of different things. Um, and then lastly, your media, your images, and make sure that everything is, is optimized there. Um, like I said, there's not a lot that you can do because you definitely want to make sure that you have those features in place. Um, but then the other big one is, is mobile. I think mobile experience is something that a lot of people oversee. Uh, especially when even um, even doing audits and things like that, you kind of stick to to the desktop version. But uh, mobile is going to be super powerful, and especially mobile when again you have a lot of features. You have things like a chat, you have a pop up, you have a uh, maybe a, a, a convert currency converter, and all of a sudden on mobile they're all living at the bottom, all floating around, and you have a lot of things just messing around with the look and feel of your website because you don't realize that. A lot of these apps do include these floating buttons uh, that sort of get in the way uh, of the actual experience. Okay, so I have two questions from that. Number one is, does Shopify, and I think a lot of people may overlook this because they're like, this is a means to an end to sell my product that I love. And I so, uh, you know, I don't think people are uh, as obsessed with their website on the, uh, like all the features and things that it can do. So is Shopify like, blatantly telling me that my theme needs to be updated like how do i know when my theme needs to be updated like no, is it they, i mean they don't <clears throat> um and that's a i think that one it's an education piece and i mean from shopify and from from us right to to customers and i think the other thing is also like the amount of apps like they don't really give you a um and this is best practice I, or whatever yeah best practice on like how many apps should you have you know what, what's considered like normal um, because yeah, I've seen stores that have 40, 50, even close to a hundred apps installed. Wow. And it's like, 
you're not even using a third of these apps. Like why, why keep them in here? It's like you're bloating your website with a bunch of stuff that it's, it's just unnecessary. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, those are conversations that I've had recently with, uh, some of our program members where they, they really don't know. I mean, there, there's no, there's no gauge from Shopify on best practices when it's, when it comes to updating your theme, when it comes to how many apps you should have, um, and, and all these things. So it's definitely a good education piece, uh, for everyone out there. Okay. So then from that, how many apps, how many you recommend, like what's the ballpark that you would say, like, just try to stay within this range. I mean, no more than 15, like it, and it's also looking into, and I'm, I'm saying 15 and really with the mentality of these are apps that affect the functionality of your front end of your website. Right. So like there's apps out there that's like the order print, the printer order app or something that's mm-hmm. like, it's for you and the back end to just print a label. Like that's considered an app technically. But it's not an app that affects the the speed and the features of, of the actual website. So that's what like front facing apps. So things like, yeah. you know, a wish list app, things like a back in stock notification app, like all these things that affect the way that the, the website looks. I would say 10 to 15 is like it's a, it's a good it's a good gauge. Uh, that means that you have 10 to 15 features that you're trying to achieve. Right. With with a lot of different, you know, uh, customers essentially not customers but like vendors if you will like you're using the wish list from this company you're using the back in stock from this other company um and that's what really slows down your your website is using features from a lot of different companies yeah i want to give a plug to our um to our youtube channel too because i think you did a good job with like the best apps to use for your store so i mean check us out on on youtube at bitbranding and you'll be able to see a video and like we'll have we i think we have links to um, or at least talk about all the different apps that you should be using for your store. And that will help you kind of visually go through what you, what is best for your brand at that point. Yeah. And uh, I, even, I even made one for like all in one because a lot of people don't even know that, but there's a few apps out there that are all in one where it includes reviews, a wish list. It includes a bunch of different features all built within the same thing. Um, and that would also consolidate the amount of apps that you use. So that's also an, an, uh, another video to, to definitely check out. Definitely. Okay, cool. Um, so moving on here, I think uh, an area that helps a lot of people uh, make a decision, I always go back to the restaurant example because it's the best, I think, for people to visually see is that um, when there's a lot of people outside of the restaurant or you wait a long period of time, your perceived value of the food is better. It's actually uh, ironic because uh, what's happened during the pandemic was like large high-end stores. They had lines that went out their stores because they only wanted so many people in there at a time. To this day, they're the only brands that are still making people. Like if you go to a Louis, uh, Louis Vuitton store, they still only let a certain amount of people in the store. And sometimes people are waiting an hour to get inside and their sales have increased because if you wait in that line, your perception of what you're going to get inside increases. It's kind of like waiting for a ride at amusement park. It's like it's frustrating or whatever. But then when you finally get to do it, you're like, that was great. Um, obviously, you have to deliver. But what what are the other areas that people can do to kind of make that restaurant line, like um, add that social proof to their site to, to generate those conversions? Yeah. I mean, just like you said, I mean, having reviews, testimonials, user-generated content, um, it's all going to to move the needle when it comes to, to conversions. It's like people want to know that yeah, other people are actually purchasing from you and other people are wearing, you know, your items and things like that. So, 
Um, again, like going back to the apps, there's a lot of apps that we've talked about in the past, like uh, Luke's is a, is a really good one um, that covers both their reviews. It covers the the email messaging back and forth to, to get those reviews um, and also some of the, the user-generated content um, um, as, as part of it. And I think the other thing is like people do social proof um, sometimes as a little pop-up thing, uh, sometimes uh, in the actual product page, but then they don't have any actual reviews on the product page. Cause like I may be selling this jacket, but I necessarily haven't sold any of these jacket, but I have sold a hundred of these t-shirts. Then when I go to this product page for this jacket, there's zero reviews, there's zero social proof, there's yes. zero UGC. And what I tell a lot of people is like, keep your, your review section for that particular product in place, leave it at zero reviews. That's fine. But below that, then include some generic reviews on maybe some other products, yeah. maybe just generic reviews on your store overall, um, or even some UGC. Um, because again, like, yes, are you checking the box of doing the social proof and having the app installed and all that? Yes, perfect. But when it comes to actually using your website, when it comes to actually going to the product pages, are there any reviews being shown? No. <laughs> so that's the 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 biggest biggest factor is like people think that just by installing an app and kind of doing the work. Uh, they're sort of checkbox that that social proof section, um, but you need to make sure that you're actually showcasing those reviews, no matter what, to the uh, customers on your website. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. Yeah, I would say definitely check out Hotjar too. It's free and you can see like kind of where people are navigating. Uh, and if they're leaving that page, then, then you know for sure that it's like, okay, there's not enough information here to generate that sale. So then you could actually kind of determine what's going on. Um, okay, so... One of the last things here too um, is something that let's just say internally we have uh, definitely gone back and forth a lot with because we have a client who is amazingly good at what they do um, where they just get rid of products so quickly that whenever we're running ads or we're creating content for them, this stock is super low. So it's like all the smalls, all the larges are all sold out and it's like unless you're a medium, there's nothing left. So stock is a big, big problem with the conversion rate on this particular site. Um, I don't know if we have any tips on how to make sure to, to buy correctly or not, but um, the, I think the, the advice here is that you will get better at that over time, but stock can absolutely affect the conversion rate of your site and just be uh, let, let our client be the example to you that she probably lost, right, you know, maybe 15, 20% of sales last year because... Um, she just wasn't buying deep enough. And so that could be something that you run into. You're like, well, I have all these things that Christian mentioned, the social proof. I have user-generated content. My site's fast, but I don't have the sizes for the my audience. And so when they get there, they're not going to come back again. Um, I mean, some, some people do, but they're not going to come back and make a purchase if they don't have your size. Um, we actually, what was it? Uh, technically was released just a couple of days ago, uh, which was our cuts video. And that was a checkout experience where Christian was adding something to the cart. And I did the same where you could add something to the cart that was actually sold out 
And that was more frustrating than anything. It's like, they didn't have our size on either one of us, but we could add it to cart. And so make sure that you're not doing that as well. Cause that's a big mistake that I think people are making too, is that they, they don't have the stock, but then please don't allow people to add to their cart and then make them more frustrated than what they already are. Yeah. I would say, I mean, a good tool to use is, uh, we, which just kind of giving you a full disclosure here, we haven't really used, um, but it's called particle P A R T I C L.com. Um, they have probably one of the big, biggest databases on products that are actually selling price points and different things like that. So that might actually give you a good gauge on how to buy right for your store. Um, because you can actually see similar products and see data from across, I believe they have okay 80,000 stores, um, online over 500 million products that they're tracking. So, um, definitely good for market trends and identifying product opportunities. Um, lastly, um, <clears throat> when it comes to conversion rate is, is trust. I mean, uh, I see this a lot where someone builds a, a brand new website. Um, they're a brand new store. They, they have all the required things on their website, but they're lacking just that little thing that's called trust. Um, and it's, and I'm not gonna lie. This is something that's hard to, to actually gain from, from your customer. Uh, but what you can do is actually have all the information available to them right there on the homepage, right there on the product page, right there on the collection page. So talking about like social proof, talking about uh, user generated content, talking about, um, how do you handle your, your returns? How do you handle your shipping? Um, how, who are you, where are you from? Like all these little things where like, I was even talking to someone where they were trying to pick my brain on like, what are like those little things, those little details, right. That, that, that instill trust. And, uh, there's this website that if you go, you scroll all the way, they're, they're a huge brand, but then you go all the way to the bottom on the footer, they have this little sentence right next to like their copyright information and literally says like, um, packaged and whatever from uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And it's uh, like, you're like, wow, they're, they're like, they're, lo they're local, they're a local company. They're a big, huge corporation. But at the end of the day, they're a local company from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like, it's not like they're this, you know, crazy, like they don't, they don't have real people behind the, the company. So little things like that, um, actually move the needle, uh, quite a bit, uh, with people going to your website. Cause one of the biggest things is like, you know, <laughs> again, customers are conditioned to get free shipping, to get their product in like two days. Um, so there's a lot of things that people have been conditioned thanks to Amazon, but on your website, the way that you handle things is going to be completely different. So it's about having that communication up front, um, throughout your pages, throughout your, your copy on your website and letting them know, putting them at ease of this is how we do business here at XYC company. Um, okay. and that's really what's going to move the needle and make people convert. Um, this is sort of that transparency and, and trust. Yeah. And you know, like you said, it's an intangible. So getting friends, getting feedback, anything, I think we mentioned in our previous podcast, um, you can join our, our Facebook group and, and post your site in there. I think, uh, you know, hundreds of people, uh, are in there. So you may get people who could go to your site and help you, uh, build the trust where they can actually give you feedback. Cause I think that's really the, one of the only ways that you can have, uh, the feedback of getting that trust is like having real people give you honest feedback of saying like, yeah, I get there. And then this thing happens and I just don't feel comfortable giving you money or whatever else it may be. So there's an array of different things to help. Um, but I think real customer feedback or even having us kind of review, it would be extremely helpful for that.
Uh, but that is the the website conversion part. I don't know if we want to hit. Actually, why don't you tell them, Christian, about the uh, the website VIP? Because that maybe part of the issue is that they have a good site or an okay site, but it hasn't been updated for you know two or three years, and they just need to take it to that next level. So I think um, we should tell them about the, the website VIP before we kind of close this out. Yeah, for sure. So website VIP day. It's a process that we've uh, implemented um, as part of our website sort of redesign um, service where we literally get your website up and running in one day. Obviously there's a little bit of homework, right, to do beforehand, but that one VIP day, we actually take care of giving you all the feedback. We receiving the feedback, making the changes and launching your website um, all in the span of one day. Uh, We go over your theme, we go over sections, we go over product photography, we go over apps. Um, so it's a very comprehensive uh, process that we've sort of narrowed down into into one day. This is exclusively for uh, Shopify owners um, and those who um, already have something in place, right? Um, that's why we're able to move so quickly is because you already have some things in place um, and it's just a matter of making them better. Um, best way to reach It'll be a out. link in the description. Link in the description. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you should be able to just kind of sign up really quickly there. Uh, name, email, phone number. Cool. All right, y'all. Hope you got a lot out of this. Go take action on these. And if you need something for that website via PDA, just check out the link and we will talk to you next week. See ya. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.